The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. Tuesday Good News Day is here. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Today is Tuesday, June 27, 2023, Tuesday of the 12th week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's liturgical year A, cycle one. Tuesday is a day to pray the sorrowful mysteries of the rosary. And today is the optional memorial of St. Cyril of Alexandria. Born in 378, he began his career as Archbishop of Alexandria, Egypt, with impulsive, often violent actions. He pillaged and closed the churches of the Novatian heretics, who required that those who denied the faith be rebaptized. He participated in the deposing of St. John Chrysostom and confiscated Jewish property. He expelled the Jews from Alexandria in retaliation for their attacks on Christians. But he championed the cause of orthodoxy against the heresy of Nestorius, who taught that in Christ there were two persons, one human and one divine. That's a heresy. Presiding as the Pope's representative at the Council of Ephesus in 431, Cyril condemned Nestorianism and proclaimed Mary the true God-bearer, the mother of the one person who is truly God and truly human. In the confusion that followed, Cyril was deposed and imprisoned for three months, after which he was welcomed back to Alexandria. St. Cyril died in 444. St. Cyril of Alexandria, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. Dear Lord, I do not know what will happen to me today. I only know that nothing will happen that was not foreseen by you and directed to my greater good from all eternity. I adore your holy and unfathomable plans, and I submit to them with all my heart for love of you, the Pope, and the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Amen. And along with Pope Francis, we pray that the international community may commit in a concrete way to ensuring the abolition of torture and guarantee support to victims and their families. 10 Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's 10 Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me. Whenever you, Jesus, offer us clear-cut instructions for reaching our goal, we naturally pay close attention. That is certainly what you do in today's Gospel, where we read, Enter through the narrow gate. For the gate is wide and the road broad that leads to destruction. And those who enter through it are many. How narrow the gate and constricted the road that leads to life. And those who find it are few. Jesus, you want us to grow up quickly. Our time on this earth is so very short that there is no time to waste with frivolity. 
Life is not like a theme park where the ultimate goal is to maximize fun. The only thing that ultimately matters is that we reach heaven, that we take heaven by storm. How? By embracing your invitation to take the narrow gate. In other words, by daily conquering our laziness and love of comfort in order to, to live our lives as you want. St. Teresa of Avila explains this with her characteristic bluntness. To suppose that he would admit to his close friendship, pleasure-loving people who want to be free from all trials is ridiculous. In Friends of God, St. Josemaria offers a graphic way of grasping this truth. Someone sees in a dream two roads opening up before him. One of them is broad and smooth, easy to travel, with many comfortable inns, taverns, and other places of beauty and delight. Along this road go great crowds of people, on horseback or in carriages, in a hubbub of music and mindless laughter. One sees a multitude intoxicated by a joy that is ephemeral and superficial. It is the road taken by the worldly-minded, those who are forever seeking material pleasures, boasting a happiness that they do not really possess, and craving insatiably for comfort and pleasure. They are terrified at the thought of suffering, self-denial, or sacrifice. They have no wish to know anything about the cross of Christ. They think it is sheer madness. But it is they who are insane, for they are slaves of envy, gluttony, and sensuality. This road leads to a bottomless precipice. In that same dream, there is another path that goes in a different direction. It is so steep and narrow that the travelers who take it must go on foot, treading on thorns and briars, picking their way round rocks and boulders. At times their clothing, even their flesh, gets torn. But at the end of this road, a garden of paradise awaits them. Eternal happiness. Heaven. St. Josemaria concludes, This is the way taken by holy people, who humble themselves and who, out of love for Jesus, gladly sacrifice themselves for others. It is the path of those who are not afraid of an uphill climb, who bear the cross lovingly, no matter how heavy it may be, because they know that if they fall under its weight, they can still get up and continue their ascent. Christ is the strength of these travelers. Jesus, this is serious business. Place in my heart a burning desire to wage war against the enemies of my sanctity. Laziness, complacency, the temptation to be like everyone else. I am haunted by these challenging words of yours. How narrow the gate and constricted the road that leads to life. And those who find it are few. I don't care if so many around me are frivolous. How wise is that saying? Only dead fish follow the current. It takes guts 
and personality to swim upstream. St. Josemaria warns us of what's at stake in the very first chapter of The Way when he writes, Don't give in to that disease of character, whose symptoms are a general lack of seriousness, unsteadiness in action and speech, foolishness, in a word, frivolity. And that frivolity, mind you, which makes your plans so void, so filled with emptiness, will make of you a lifeless and useless dummy unless you react in time, not tomorrow, but now. I am determined, Jesus, to renew the battle to make good use of each day. After all, my life is a gift from you. One of these days, you will ask me about my daily efforts to grow in all the virtues. A danger that could afflict us is that of being lulled into thinking that we can have whatever we want simply by wanting it and being nice. A former educator lamented this attitude in an article back in 2010. She wrote, Everywhere you turn today, our children are urged to, quote, follow your dreams. It seems like a harmless, even inspiring bromide to motivate children to achievement. Well, it isn't. A lot of damage is being done to young minds by how this rampant philosophy is interpreted. There seems to be an air of entitlement in it which encourages people to expect rewards for simply having a dream, but not working toward it with blood, sweat, and tears. Wanting something, they've been told, is the only requirement needed to get it. This is, of course, absolute nonsense. The simple fact is that people who achieve excellence in their fields did not just have a dream. They got up at four in the morning to practice on parallel bars or had to forego other desirable activities and paths in order to get in six hours of violin practice a day. This educator concludes, So my advice to dreamers, don't just follow your dream. Do what it takes to earn it, to achieve it, to be worthy of it. Because if you don't, it will never, ever really be yours. So, Lord, we face an important question. How can we focus more effectively on that narrow gate? How can we take heaven by storm, putting our whole being into that effort? Well, surprisingly, by contemplating death more often, nothing will get our attention more effectively than imagining that moment when you will call us back home. Arthur Brooks, a professor based in Boston, currently publishes a weekly column about happiness. He recently wrote the following. So we banish death from our thoughts, but this leads us to make choices in life that actually curtail our happiness. People who express more regrets tend to be those who postponed profound activities that yield meaning such as practicing religion, appreciating beauty, or spending more time with loved ones. 
when we focus on death, that increases the stakes at play in the present and clarifies what we should do with our time. By forcing ourselves to think about death, our own death and that of loved ones, our resources, use, decisions change. And so Arthur Brooks concludes, If you insist on ignoring your own demise, you are likely to make decisions that cause you to sleepwalk through life. You may not be dead yet, but you're not fully alive either. Mary, you are the gate of heaven. Watch over us each day, guiding our steps with your maternal care. Each time you see us slowing down or starting to drift off course, send us that inspiration to remind us that the goal, heaven itself, is eminently worth the effort. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspiration that you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help in putting them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me. There's always more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. The liturgical day begins in just a couple of minutes. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app for Tuesday of the 12th week in Ordinary Time, June 27, 2023. I'm Paul Sadek. We join the whole church in prayer now. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips, and, and my, my mouth, mouth will proclaim your praise. praise. Come, let us worship the Lord, our mighty God. Come, let us worship the Lord, our mighty God. Cry out with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before Him, singing for joy. Come, let us worship the Lord, our mighty God. Know that He, the Lord, is God. He made us, we belong to Him. We are His people, the sheep of His flock. Come, let us worship the Lord, our mighty God. Go within his gates giving thanks. Enter his courts with songs of praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. Come, let us worship the Lord our mighty God. Indeed, how good is the Lord, eternal his merciful love. He is faithful from age to age. Come, let us worship the Lord our mighty God. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, 
as it was in the beginning is now and will be forever amen come let us worship the lord almighty god Lord, let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me. Lord, let my my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me. O Lord, listen to my prayer, and let my cry for help reach you. Do not hide your face from me in the day of my distress. Turn your ear towards me, and answer me quickly when I call. For my days are vanishing like smoke. My bones burn away like a fire. My heart is withered like the grass. I forget to eat my bread. I cry with all my strength, and my skin clings to my bones. I have become like a pelican in the wilderness, like an owl in desolate places. I lie awake. And I moan like some lonely bird on a roof. All day long my foes revile me. Those who hate me use my name as a curse. The bread I eat is ashes. My drink is mingled with tears. In your anger, Lord, and your fury, you have lifted me up and thrown me down. My days are like a passing shadow, and I wither away like the grass. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, now, and and will be be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. Lord, let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me. 
Be attentive, Lord, to the prayer of the helpless. Be attentive, Lord, to the prayer of the helpless. But you, O Lord, will endure forever, and your name from age to age. You will arise and have mercy on Zion, for this is the time to have mercy. Yes, the the time appointed has come, for your servants love her very stones, are moved with pity even for her dust. The nations shall fear the name of the Lord, and all the earth's kings your glory, when the Lord shall build up Zion again and appear in all his glory. Then he will turn to the prayers of the helpless. He will not despise their prayers. Let this be written for ages to come, that a people yet unborn may praise the Lord. For the Lord leaned down from his sanctuary on high. He looked down from heaven to the earth, that he might hear the groans of the prisoners and free those condemned to die. The sons of your servants shall dwell untroubled, and their race shall endure for before you. That the name of the Lord may be proclaimed in Zion, and his praises in the heart of Jerusalem, when the peoples and kingdoms are gathered together to pay their homage to the Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as, as it was in the beginning, beginning is now, and, and will, will be, be forever. forever. Amen. Be attentive, Lord, to the prayer of the helpless. You, O Lord, established the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. You, O Lord, established the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. He has broken my strength in mid-course. He has shortened the days of my life. I say to God, Do not take me away before my days are complete, you whose days last from age to age. Long ago you founded the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you will remain. They will all wear out like a garment. You will change them like clothes that are changed. But you neither change nor have an end. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Let us pray. Lord, you live in the hearts of your saints, and so have built up Zion. May you always show your greatness through their good works. You, O Lord, establish the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. Listen, my people, to my teaching. Give ear to the words I speak. A reading from the first book of Samuel. When David returned from slaying the Philistine, Abner took him and presented him to Saul. David was still holding the Philistine's head. Saul then asked him, Whose son are you, young man? David replied, 
I am the son of your servant Jesse from Bethlehem. By the time David finished speaking with Saul, Jonathan had become as fond of David as if his life depended on him. He loved him as he loved himself. Saul laid claim to David that day and did not allow him to return to his father's house. And Jonathan entered into a bond with David because he loved him as himself. Jonathan divested himself of the mantle he was wearing and gave it to David, along with his military dress and his sword, his bow and his belt. David then carried out successfully every mission on which Saul sent him. So Saul put him in charge of his soldiers, and this was agreeable to the whole army, even to Saul's own officers. At the approach of Saul and David on David's return after slaying the Philistine, women came out from each of the cities of Israel to meet King Saul, singing and dancing with tambourines, joyful songs, and sistrums. The women played and sang, Saul has slain his thousands, and David his ten thousands. Saul was very angry and resentful of the song, for he thought, they give David ten thousands, but only thousands to me. All that remains for him is the kingship. And from that day on, Saul was jealous of David. Now Saul's daughter, Michal, loved David. And it was reported to Saul, who was pleased at this, for he thought, I will offer her to him to become a snare for him, so that the Philistines may strike him. Thus for the second time Saul said to David, You shall become my son-in-law today. Saul then ordered his servants to speak to David privately and say, The king is fond of you and all his officers love you, you should become the king's son-in-law. But when Saul's servants mentioned this to David, he said, Do you think it's easy to become the king's son-in-law? I am poor and insignificant. When his servants reported to Saul the nature of David's answer, Saul commanded them to say this to David. The king desires no other price for the bride than the foreskins of one hundred Philistines, that he may thus take revenge on his enemies. Saul intended in this way to bring about David's death through the Philistines. When the servants reported this offer to David, he was pleased with the prospect of becoming the king's son-in-law. Before the year was up, David made preparations and sallied forth with his men and slew two hundred Philistines. He brought back their foreskins and counted them out before the king, that he might thus become the king's son-in-law. So Saul gave him his daughter Michal in marriage. Saul thus came to recognize 
that the Lord was with David. Besides, his own daughter Michal loved David. Therefore Saul feared David all the more, and was his enemy ever after. The Philistine chiefs continued to make forays, but each time they took the field, David was more successful against them than any other of Saul's officers, and as a result, acquired great fame. The Word of the Lord. Have pity on me, O God, for men trample upon me. All day long they persecute me with their constant attacks. I place my trust in you. For you have rescued my soul from death, and you have kept my feet from stumbling. I place my trust in you. A reading from a treatise on Christian perfection by St. Gregory of Nyssa, Bishop. The life of the Christian has three distinguishing aspects, deeds, words, and thought. Thought comes first, then words, since our words express openly the interior conclusions of the mind. Finally, after thoughts and words, comes action, for our deeds carry out what the mind has conceived. So when one of these results in our acting, or speaking, or thinking, we must make sure that all our thoughts, words, and deeds are controlled by the divine ideal, the revelation of Christ. For then our thoughts, words, and deeds will not fall short of the nobility of their implications. What then must we do, we who have been found worthy of the name of Christ? Each of us must examine his thoughts, words, and deeds to see whether they are directed toward Christ or turned away from Him. This examination is carried out in various ways. Our deeds or our thoughts or our words are not in harmony with Christ if they issue from passion. They then bear the mark of the enemy, who smears the pearl of the heart with the slime of passion, dimming and even destroying the luster of the precious stone. On the other hand, If they are free from and untainted by every passionate inclination, they are directed toward Christ, the author and source of peace. He is like a pure, untainted stream. If you draw from Him the thoughts in your mind and the inclinations of your heart, you will show a likeness to Christ, your source and origin, as the gleaming water in a jar resembles the flowing water from which it was obtained. For the purity of Christ and the purity that is manifest in our hearts are identical. Christ's purity, however, is the fountainhead. Ours has its source in Him and flows out of Him. Our life is stamped with the beauty of His thought. The inner and the outer man are harmonized in a kind of music. The mind of Christ is the controlling influence that inspires us to moderation and goodness in our behavior. As I see it, Christian perfection consists in this, sharing the titles which express the meaning of Christ's name. We bring out this meaning in our minds, our prayers, and our way of life. Whatever you do in word and deed, 
Do all in the name name of the the Lord Lord Jesus. Jesus. None of us lives just for himself, and none of us dies for himself alone. Do Do all in the the name name of the the Lord Lord Jesus. Let us pray. Grant, O Lord, that we may always revere and love your holy name. For you never deprive of your guidance those you set firm on the foundation of your love. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. Today's Gospel is coming up in just a couple of minutes. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Welcome back to Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app for Tuesday, June 27, 2023. I'm Paul Sadek. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, the Lord gives us something that we should already know, the golden rule. It's from the seventh chapter of the Gospel of Matthew. Do not give dogs what is holy, and do not throw your pearls before swine, lest they trample them underfoot and turn to attack you. So whatever you wish that men would do to you, do so to them, for this is the law and the prophets. Enter by the narrow gate, for the gate is wide, and the way is easy that leads to destruction, and those who enter by it are many. For the gate is narrow, and the way is hard that leads to life, and those who find it are few. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, daily and Sunday Mass readings are on the relevant radio app. Let's talk temperance. It's more than just avoiding alcoholic beverages. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 3, Ordinary Time. Temperance is a very effective apostolic weapon when dealing with an all-too-frequently materialistic environment. It is one of the most attractive characteristics of Christian life. Wherever we are, we must make the effort to give the good example the practice of this virtue promotes. It will be a natural feature of the way we behave. For many people, the good example given by a Christian has been the beginning of their finding God. A temperate life is a life of mortification and joy. We shall often find opportunities to practice mortification in the little things that allow our reason to control our bodies and enable the soul to understand the things relating to God. Interior mortification guides our imagination and memory by keeping away useless or harmful thoughts and memories. It is also practiced in the control of the tongue by means of which we steer clear of useless and frivolous conversations, for example, or of gossip. To follow along the narrow path of temperance, we must also practice mortification of the external senses, sight, hearing, taste. One has to give the body a little less than its due, otherwise it turns traitor. We allow ourselves a little less than we would like in comfort in indulging our whims, 
There are frequent opportunities for mortifications in ordinary everyday life. In hard, constant, orderly work, knowing that the spirit of sacrifice is best lived in finishing off well the work we have started. In punctuality, filling the day with heroic minutes, in taking care of the things we have or use. In showing our zeal for service by our fulfilling to the last detail the smallest obligations. In the specific points of charity by which we make the path to sanctity attractive for others. At times a smile can be the best sign of a spirit of penance. The narrow path passes through all the activities of a Christian, from our attitude to home comforts, to the way we use the material and implements we work with, or the way we relax. To rest, it is not necessary to spend a lot of money or devote an inordinate amount of time to playing games to the detriment of our other duties. A good example of temperance and sobriety can also be shown in the moderation with which we make use of television and other aids to enjoyment or entertainment that technology makes available for us. The narrow path is safe and attractive. Along it, together with a certain note of sobriety and sacrifice, we also encounter joy. Because the cross is no longer a gallows, it is the throne from which Christ reigns. And at his side, his mother, our mother too. The Blessed Virgin will obtain for you the strength that you need to walk resolutely in the footsteps of her son. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. You'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. Well, let's keep on praying now as we join the whole church. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God. Come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. I will sing to you, O Lord. I will learn from you the way of perfection. I will sing to you, O Lord. I will learn from you the way of perfection. My song is of mercy and justice. I sing to you, O Lord. I will walk in the way of perfection. Oh, when, Lord, will you come? I will walk with blameless heart within my house. I will not set before my eyes whatever is base. I will hate the ways of the crooked. They shall not be my friends. The false-hearted must keep far away the wicked I disown. The man who slanders his neighbor in secret I will bring to silence. The man of proud looks and haughty heart I will never endure. I look to the faithful in the land that they may dwell with me. He who walks in the way of perfection shall be my friend. No man who practices deceit shall live within my house. No man who utters lies shall stand before my eyes. Morning by morning, I will silence all the wicked in the land, uprooting from the city of the Lord all who do evil. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, beginning is, is now. now. And, and will, will be, be forever. forever. Amen. 
so that your people may walk in innocence. You came to us, Lord Jesus, and told us to be holy, as your Father is holy. Help your children to love what is truly perfect, so that we may neither speak what is evil nor do what is wrong. Let us stand in your sight and celebrate with you the Father's love and justice. I will will sing sing to you, O Lord. I will will learn learn from you the way way of perfection. Lord, do not withhold your compassion from us. Lord, do not withhold your compassion from us. Blessed are you, and praiseworthy, O Lord, the God of our fathers, and glorious forever is your name. For you are just in all you have done. All your deeds are faultless, all your ways right, and all your judgments proper. For we have sinned and transgressed by departing from you, and we have done every kind of evil. For your name's sake, do not deliver us up forever, or make void your covenant. Do not take away your mercy from us, for the sake of Abraham, your beloved, Isaac, your servant, and Israel, your Holy One, to whom you promise to multiply their offspring like the stars of heaven or the sand on the shore of the sea. For we are reduced, O Lord, beyond any other nation, brought low everywhere in the world this day because of our sins. We have in our day no prince, prophet, or leader, no holocaust, sacrifice, oblation, or incense, no place to offer first fruits to find favor with you. But with contrite heart and humble spirit, let us be received, as though it were holocausts of rams and bullocks, or thousands of fat lambs. So let our sacrifice be in your presence today, as we follow you unreservedly. For those who trust in you cannot be put to shame. And now we follow you with our whole heart. We fear you. And we pray to you. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As As it was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Lord, do not withhold your compassion from us. O God, I will sing to you a new song. O God, God, I will will sing sing to you a new song. Blessed be the Lord, my rock, who trains my arms for battle, who prepares my hands for war. He is my love, my fortress. He is my stronghold, my savior, my shield, my place of refuge. He brings people under my rule. Lord, what is man that you care for him, mortal man that you keep him in mind? Man who is merely a breath, whose life fades like a passing shadow, 
Lower your heavens and come down. Touch the mountains. Breathe them in smoke. Flash your lightnings. Rout the foe. Shoot your arrows and put them to flight. Reach down from heaven and save me. Draw me out of the mighty waters, from the hands of alien foes whose mouths are filled with lies, whose hands are raised in perjury. To you, O God, will I sing a new song. I will play on the ten-stringed harp to you who give kings their victory, who set David, your servant, free. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Lord, God of strength, you gave your Son victory over death. Direct your church's fight against evil in the world. Clothe us with the weapons of light, and unite us under the one banner of love that we may receive our eternal reward after the battle of earthly life. O O God, I will will sing sing to you you a new song. A reading from Isaiah All you who are thirsty, come to the water. You who have no money, come, receive grain and eat. Come without paying and without cost. Drink wine and milk. The word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God. God. Lord, listen to my cry. All my trust is in your promise. Lord, Lord, listen listen to my cry. All All my trust is in your promise. Dawn finds me watching, crying out for you. All my trust trust is is in in your promise. promise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. Lord, listen to my my cry. All my trust is in your promise. Lord, save us from the hands of all who hate us. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. 
Amen. Lord, save us from the hands of all who hate us. To the God who gives us the joy of praising him this morning and who strengthens our hope, let us pray. Hear us, O Lord, for the glory of your name. Hear Hear us, O Lord, Lord, for the the glory glory of your name. We thank you, God and Father of Jesus, our Savior, for the knowledge and immortality you have given us through him. Hear Hear us, us, O Lord, for the the glory of your name. Make us humble of heart. Help us to serve one another out of reverence for Christ. Hear Hear us, O Lord, Lord, for the the glory glory of your name. Pour out your Spirit on us, your servants. Make us sincere in our love for each other. Hear Hear us, O Lord, for the glory of your name. You instructed man to labor and to exercise dominion over the earth. May our work honor you and sanctify our brothers and sisters. Hear Hear us, O Lord, for the glory of your name. Now let us offer together the prayer our Lord Jesus Christ taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Increase in us, Lord, the faith you have given us, and bring to a harvest worthy of heaven the praise we offer you at the beginning of this new day. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you, and the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. Don't forget, Tuesday Good News Day is a reminder that it's your baptismal responsibility to go out and share the good news. Morning Air is coming up in just a few minutes with John and Glenn. Patrick Madrid a bit later on. Patrick Conley later on yet with The Inner Life. And Father Rich Simon with Father Simon Says. I'm Paul Sadek. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central or on the relevant radio app. You go out, make it a great day, and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio.